Welcome to the Crystal Crawford Show. I'm Crystal Crawford, and I invite you to a deep exploration of the tools of access consciousness and a totally different way of being. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the show. What if I just sit here and sing to you? So first things first, let's talk about can you teach yourself to grow money instead of problems? <laughs> Before we dive into that, let's talk about these uh, flat iron curls in my hair. So can I just share a little personal stuff that you don't need to know? Not super happy with this haircut. Don't know how to get it to do exactly what I want it to do. I can get it to look show ready, but if I walk outside, it is over. So still learning my hair. Um, I have to tell you that after 48 years of being on this planet, to be learning your hair every time you get it cut is its not my ideal situation. But it has everything to do with can you teach yourself to grow money instead of problems. <laughs> so first things first, if, if I'm new to you guys, I, my name's Crystal and I'm an Access Consciousness Certified Facilitator. I'm an addict of these tools because they work. And if you are brand new to Access Consciousness, you're brand new to me, um, I will tend to talk about the tools of access consciousness as they relate to my life and how I use them so that hopefully you can get more clarity about how they could work for you or how you could use them. So if you're live with me, I'd, I always love to say hi. Because I use StreamYard, if you could include your name, that's helpful because sometimes StreamYard is stingy with that information. And if you're watch, if you're listening to this, hi to you as well. Can you teach yourself to grow money instead of problems? Now, I am going to outright tell you that I know this is a bold headline. The headline assumes that you know and I know that we do grow problems, that they aren't happening to us, that we are the source of everything, but perhaps you've never really been introduced to that conversation or perhaps that conversation rubs you wrong. So let me soften that with a little bit, a few stories of my own. Hi, Zahora. Hi, Dina. Hi, Facebook user. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, the, the hair will look great for the show. <laughs> I have a feeling this is a product situation and also a haircut situation. So listen, honestly, when things aren't really working for you, how many of you guys tend to make yourself really, really wrong? All right. It's so easy for me to make myself wrong over something like my hair. Okay, let's get silly for a second. When in reality, things can only work when you've got all the tools and all the things for them to work. And the same is true of your life and the same is true of business. And so I really want to address this thing of creating problems because you can create a problem around anything. You can create a problem around hair. You can create a problem around money. Most of us, how many of you guys have ever created problems around money? If you study the How to Become Money workbook, one of the primary freedoms that that workbook contributes to us is that money's just a concept. It's the subject around which we create a, a reality of lack and a reality of need and a reality of survival. And most of us, including me, learned to create that reality around money from our parents, from our family, from society, right? So anything can be the subject around which you have a problem. Your relationship can be the subject around which you have a problem. Hair, body weight, money, your business. 
And I'm having this conversation on the week where the doors to my business program are now open, crystaldraycrawford.com slash growth problems, because I am wondering what it would take for us to have growth problems instead of money problems and really, really wanting us to start to get that where we put our attention grows. I called my mother this morning. For those of you guys that don't know a lot about my mother, she was my biggest inspiration growing up. She was my best friend until I hit 18 or 19 or 20, somewhere in there, and I really was choosing to move on with my life. And all hell broke loose. Uh, we fought all the time. But essentially, she didn't ever want me to leave her. And there, my mother's a long story. You can go back through the show archives to kind of get all the nitty gritty. But very, very long story short, she lives in the middle of suburban um, Colorado Springs in the United States and essentially lives a hoarder's lifestyle. So if you see photos of her house, it is filled to the brim with all kinds of things, including all the rocks in her yard are in the house in little containers. There's a lot of OCD behaviors, a lot of anxiety, a lot of depression, all that stuff. She lives below the poverty line in suburban North America. On top of all that, she's just a very reactive person and it's just not, not very functional as a person. So there you go. That's what I was, she's, she's the one who raised me. She had me when she was 21. She did the very best she could with the tools she had available. I'm the oldest. There, we have our, we have our palette, okay? Now, this morning, of all mornings, I'm getting ready, doing all the things, taking care of my life, making, you know, one of the things that makes me really, really happy in my life is making sure the house is sparkling so that when I walk out for my breaks from work, uh, I'm walking out to a pristine, clean slate. Now, if I had doggies and kids, this wouldn't be my reality, but I don't, so it is. And uh, so I'm, you know, making everything nice and tidy and getting ready. And I'm like, I think I'm going to call my mom. That never occurs to me, by the way. I never think I think I'm going to call my mom. She's very, very difficult to talk to. One of the first things out of her mouth when you speak to her is, how are you? bad. She's always bad. She's always sick. So it's very depressing talking to her if you are affected by that. So this morning, the thing that struck me was more and more, the more I get older and I really strengthen this difference that I am, and you might notice this too for you, the difference in us is really staggering. And the, and the second difference that I noticed in talking with her this morning, because she did actually pick up the phone, she doesn't sleep for days on end. And so you can call her at any time of the day. But generally, when she's going to pick up the phone is going to be in the morning because she's been up all night. <laughs> I don't know why I know that, but I know that. So she picks up the phone. We're talking. And the thing that strikes me more than anything else is I she is no longer the subject around which I create a reality of suffering. I just was totally myself with her, which completely threw her off guard. She was completely thrown. She's like, I think I have to go to bed. Normally, she's very aggressively asking me for money. But I've been so me lately that there isn't any aggression needed from her. She's just, she she knows that really she has nowhere to go with me. The only thing she's ever really wanted from me since all that was was money. And I've very made it very clear that I will contribute money when I own her house and she doesn't want to give up her house. So she's so there's nothing for her to grab onto in my world. I don't react to her anymore. I'm I'm very clear now. I'm very strongly me. 
So she's no longer the subject around which I create a reality of problems. Andres, my partner, is no longer. This is huge, you guys. After three years of talking about this, he's no longer the subject around which I create a reality problem. I'm so grateful for him. He is such a gift to my life. That's changed. And now money is no longer the subject around which I create a reality of problems. Now, what will that take for you? Let's break down for what reason we would create a reality of problems, just for a minute. Number one, we're used to it. Okay? Let's just, just let the ele- let's address the elephant in the room. How many of you guys are used to creating a reality of problems? It's just like there. It's just there. It's right there. It's right there to create, you know? Like somebody lobs you a thing and you just have to give them a hard time. It's just right there, okay? Okay, fine. We're used to it. It's a habit. It's become our automatic way of functioning with that thing. If you look at a person in your life with whom you have just a hard time all the time, it could be a kid, it could be a partner, it could be a family, it's probably a family member of some sort, I'm guessing. Most of us don't keep friends in our lives that give us a hard time, but we'll keep family. Weird. Look at for how long you've had that dynamic with that person. Most of us, it's family. Most of it, it's a long time, right? So they've become the subject around which we have a reality of problem. They've become, the the patterns are now sort of deeply ingrained. It's like just the way things are. It's some, the thing we can feel angst-filled about, you know, and when you feel angst-filled, you feel alive. That's the whole point of angst. Kind of annoying, but true. And so it's it's a habit. Number two, and I don't know if this is true for you, but I know for me, I really honestly did not know or see that the angst, whatever that was, I mean, angst has a spectrum, right? Frustration, irritation, anger, sadness, angst, that's the whole angst reality, um, was a choice. We don't see the angst as a choice. And I honestly don't know what this takes. I, I, This has taken me almost 10 years to really <laughs> be present with. So good luck. But there are starting points. I'm not just going to leave you on your own, I promise. But it, like we don't see the angst as a choice. And it is. It is. The feelings are a choice. Now, that doesn't mean it feels like a choice in the moment, but it is a choice. And if we can start to let that in, that's going to start to empower you. So I would like to gift you that, um, that angst is a choice. And it's mainly the choice that we make that we're used to, that we're patterned to make, that is so unconscious and fast we don't catch ourselves in time. We don't catch ourselves until we're completely derailed. And by the time we're derailed, we're so busy putting our attention on the angst that we have more of it. Shit. So there, the description of the problem. <laughs> now what? Okay. First things first, you got to acknowledge that the angst is a choice, all right? I'm serious that that's the first step. So everywhere you haven't acknowledged that you like angst, you're choosing angst, you love angst, all you angst lovers out there, raise your hand. 
destroy and uncreate all that. Right, wrong, good, bad, podfuck, online, shorts, boys, povids, and beyonds. All right, that's the clearing statement. Go to theclearingstatement.com to get the, the skinny on that crazy phrase, okay? Now, God acknowledge you love it. God acknowledge it's a choice. Why are those tools? Why are those the tools? Those are the most annoying tools on the planet. I know. Because what you are willing to be brutally honest with yourself about, you can change. What you're lying to yourself about, you fucking can't change. Why would you lie to yourself about it unless you don't want to change? And listen, let's pull my sweet mother into this conversation one more time because we can. She has no interest in changing her reality. She just wants somebody to support her in it. That's it. That's all she wants. And I appreciate that. I just don't want to be that guy. <laughs> I, I appreciate her position. So so I know that I have total choice with that. And, and really, frankly, she knows she has total choice with all of her stuff. And she's just like, well, really, if you're just going to be yourself and just be happy and not let me control you, bye. And I'm like, bye. So that's that. And that's fine. Now, I really am trying to keep my point here. So can you teach yourself to grow money instead of problems? Now, here's the thing about... so. We've acknowledged, we create angst, we love angst. Now we've taught ourselves to grow angst. How many of you learned that somewhere? Again, with my mom this morning, I'm like, she, she wants to know about me or so she says, she's like, well, tell me about you. So I'm like, well, you know, I'm good. We moved to Georgia. Why did you move to Georgia? <laughs> attempting to like let her into what was essentially an energetic choice well this and this well why that you don't hate that and I'm like well, no I kind of like this and <laughs> not exaggerating <laughs> what was my point I don't remember my point now with all of that but Here's the thing. So I learned, oh, I know what I said. So the learning angst, right? I was talking about, she said, well, how is it with your husband? Now, she always asks questions that have piles of judgment in it, right? She, her assumption is that everything is bad. It's hard on this planet. It's all going to break down. You know, this is her reality. This is who I learned from, okay? It's all going to break down. It's all bad. We just have to find it. Everything's bad. You just have to find it. And you just have to sit here and survive until you die. That is literally her point of view. That's not made up. So her questions come from there. And so for most of my life, I've been resisting that point of view instead of just allowing it. So how is it with your husband? And I said, well, it's much better now. You know, it was really hard there for a couple of years. We were and I attempted to let her into my world. We're this, we're that, we're this. And she didn't get it. And I had to re-explain myself. And I finally just said, look, I'm not doing this with you. And she's like, oh, 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 okay. I guess I'll go to, I'm tired. And the conversation ended. But one of the things I ended up saying was like, I said, you know, we grew up in one of the most reactive families I've ever seen. And she's like, well, it wasn't me. It was you kids. So we all learned this somewhere. Right. I, if I was great at writing stand up comedy, my life would be hilarious because we just because it's it is hilarious. Insanity is actually hilarious. And we learned what we're doing from somewhere. So if we can learn angst, what does that mean about us? This is so big 
this is going to seem so stupid, but it's so big. If you can learn one thing, what does that say about you? From my point of view, it says multiple things. You can learn new things. You can teach yourself new things. You are pretty smart. If you can learn an entire way of doing reality, it's very possible you can learn something else. Maybe that's the big thing. That's it. Those are the three elements of the big thing. That's the big thing. You can learn something else. If you can learn one thing, you can learn something else. And if you can successfully duplicate somebody else's reality, you can very likely find your reality and choose what you want that to be. Now, having said that, this is where the work comes in. How many of you guys have ever learned a language, lost a bunch of weight, Gaining the weight is not quite the same process, but like lost a bunch of weight, learned a language, taught yourself an instrument, gone to university, had children, um, got, got into a relationship, although that's a little some. How many of you guys have ever kind of done a process where you had to learn a bunch of things? All right. Did it take a minute? Or did you wake up knowing that thing? So um, I learned landscape design after 32 years of being in the restaurant industry. That's not true. That time's all fucked up. <laughs> That's bad math. But I was in the restaurant industry for a long time and then I went back to school for landscape design. That took me six months of teaching myself the, the head stuff and another couple of years of teaching myself the business of landscape design. And then by the time I learned it, I was bored. And that, by the way, that's a typical humanoid thing. By the time you learn something new, you're bored. Did you guys know that? How many of you guys have been feeling tired, exhausted, like burnt out? Yeah, you're bored. You have to create your life, which is why we're having this conversation. You already know how to create problems. You've done those problems. You've tried to fix those problems. You've found the tools to fix those problems and then used them for a while and then, well, whatever. And now you're bored. It's time to create your life. So you have to teach yourself something new. And the primary thing we have to teach ourselves is this one thing. What you put your attention on grows. That's not revolutionary. That's not new. If you've ever done metaphysics or you've read any manifestation stuff, it's everywhere. But are you applying it? Okay. What you put your attention on grows. So then there has to be some tools to interrupt where you're putting your attention. And, and this is where the work comes in. There has to be a willingness from you to interrupt yourself when you are putting attention on things that grow problems rather than things that grow possibilities. If we use my mom as a really extreme example, really extreme example of somebody who is just a master creator and is literally just growing problems all the time, her life looks like her house is decaying, her house is filled with stuff, her body, everything in her world is decaying. And she's, a, she's an extreme person I'm an extreme person. My life and where my attention going is really thriving and her life is really decaying. And you could literally put them side by side and very easily see the difference. We would be a living rice experiment. 
She puts her attention on all the things that are going wrong and could go wrong. And I am now putting my attention on all the possibilities. What else is possible? What else can I choose? How can I grow today? What can I add to my life today? She is living in like, how does it get worse than this? So literally your life, your life, my life is a reflection of where I'm putting my attention. So if, can you teach yourself to grow money instead of problems? Yes. I have two points of view on this. No, <laughs> I don't know if they're points of view or awarenesses or tools. The first, let's see if I can keep my point. This is going to be interesting. The first thing that I see as needed is the willingness to interrupt yourself when you are busy growing problems and the willingness to change direction to grow possibilities. Those two things. You got to be willing to be aware enough to catch yourself when you're growing problems and creative enough to start growing something else. This is called conscious actually both, is called conscious creation. If you do not interrupt yourself when you are going down, why did I do that? How could I do that? I can't believe blah, 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 negative, negative, putting your attention on all the stuff that you didn't do, that you are not, what's wrong with me that I'm not getting. If you live there, you will have more of that. If you interrupt that with a tool or you interrupt that with a whatever, I would say you would need to use the same amount of intensity that you're judging yourself to interrupt the judgment. Some of the things I've been doing, and I've shared this recently, but I'm going to share it again. And this is getting easier. So really, this is like working out where it's really, really hard in the beginning because you're so freaking aggressive with the angst that you've got to be equally aggressive with the tool. And then it just gets easier because you start becoming the tool like three weeks later into this new phase of doing this. I've done this before, but this is new again. Um, it's easier. I'm already being it. And that's so be encouraged that it won't be hard work forever. But when you are intensely putting your energy on how wrong you are, you have to be willing to intensely interrupt yourself. And so that is anything. That's like no, like, like that's, that can be verbal. That can be physical. For the most part, for me, it's got to be verbal and physical and go, nope, we're not doing that. And then I out loud say I am, and this is from the How to Become Money workbook. I am power. I am awareness. I am creativity. I am control. I am money. I do that 10 times, but I mean with gusto because one of the things the How to Become Money workbook talks about, and I'm going to be doing another class starting probably this coming Saturday. I'm going to just keep doing those classes because they're fucking great. In addition to this program here. One of the things that workbook talks about is that I am power. I am power. What is power? Power is energy, exuberant, flowing, great energy. I lost all my adjectives in this moment, but there's like 10 adjectives he uses. Power is energy. I am power. I am energy. So if I am energy making myself wrong and looking for why I created a pile of shit, then that energy is going to grow and I'm going to have more of that shit I say I don't want. If I'm going to be, if I interrupt my addiction to making the shit bigger, yes, it's an addiction, and start 
with as much gusto being I am power in no, I'm going this direction, I will have a different result. And in the beginning, it's going to take that amount of energy to interrupt myself because I'm being so aggressive in this other direction. But as I continue to practice redirecting, 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 my whole being starts thrumming with a completely different energy and it all becomes easier. Has anybody ever experienced this with yourself where you've really, really changed an area of your life and you just daily or moment by moment in every day redirected? Anybody who's gotten over an addiction of any kind, alcohol, drugs, cigarette smoking, overeating has done this. Anybody who has lost a bunch of weight, I guess that's the same example, has done this. Anybody that has taken themselves out of depression into possibility has done this. Anybody that's left a relationship and started their life again has done this. There's a lot of you that have done this in different ways. Now you've got to do it with your whole life and with money. What if today you stopped looking for the next tool and you started looking for what you can be with you to interrupt your destruction and start being possibility? Now, one of the possible spaces that you can choose is I am power, I am awareness, I am creativity, I am control, I am money. That's the five I am's from the How to Become Money Workbook. You can buy it on Amazon. You can look for my next class, go to my website, get yourself signed up on all the things. You can use all of life comes to me with ease, joy, and glory. All of life comes to me with ease, joy, and glory. All of life comes to me with ease, joy, and glory. All of life, that's the mantra. We have one mantra in access. You can interrupt yourself with that. You can interrupt yourself with like, who does this belong to? Now, you're probably going to have to be aggressive with you because you are an aggressive angst creator. Okay, so interrupt yourself. Who does this belong to? Who does this belong to? Is this actually mine? And allow yourself to have that awareness. Whatever it takes to interrupt yourself. You can dance. You can walk. You can shout. You can do something physical to interrupt yourself. Anything to give yourself access to the next thing. So that's piece number one. Piece number two is start creating something new. If you only interrupt yourself and you get out of the shit, you're still missing a whole universe. Not missing. Not because you're missing it. But because how many of you guys keep forgetting that once you clear out the old reality, you've got to create a new reality. Clear out the old reality, create a new reality. Are these steps? Do you have to clear out the old in order to create the new? Nope. You could just create the new. If all you did was create the new reality, you could skip clearing the old. Because creating the new reality is, is it usurps, it surpasses, it outshines, it, make, it renders the old reality obsolete. So your new reality can include all of you if you choose. What, how do you do that? Well, if I were including all of me, what would I choose? Ask yourself new questions. Now, let's apply this to business for the last four minutes. This program is about creating growth problems in your business. How many of you guys create money problems instead of growth problems in your business? Now, we've got a couple of options here. We could go, well, why? Not an actual question. Or, or, or we could just make a new choice and go, no matter what the fuck it takes, 
I'm having growth in my business, no matter what I have to do, be, have, create, or generate. We can start being the power that we are to generate something new. Because in truth, there is no how to grow anything. There's tips, there's strategies. If you look inside this program, I have included every single conversation I could possibly think of to support and encompass your growth. How to build an offer, selling strategies for people that hate to sell, um, in mastering the inner game of money. Oh, there's so much in there. There's a whole course on short form content, real creation that you're not even going to get through all the content. Plus there's live calls. Plus if you want, you can add, it's too much. It's too much. I've included every single possible thing that you could need inside of there to succeed, but guess where the success is going to come from. So if you're done creating angst to feel alive and you would rather have the joy of living, including your business, including money, what would you need to choose? What would you need to have? What could you add to your life? Those are all great questions to start asking. Those are generative, creative questions that lead you to awareness. You have to learn to lead yourself to money if you want to have money. Or simply acknowledge that you have no interest in money and no interest in ease. Here's what the workbook teaches us about teaches us about us. The truth of us, the truth of me, the truth of you is that you are power. You are everything that you need. Money has been the subject around which you've created a reality of lack and of need. It doesn't have to remain that way. You can choose something else. Your business may have been the subject around which you've created a reality of difficulty, but it doesn't have to stay that way. What if you could create a reality of growth? So much growth that you can't even handle it. What would it take? So check out the program, check out the other shows, share this with a friend that you know needed this conversation. Give me some feedback, tell me you loved it. Go leave me a five-star review on podcasts, on Apple. Whatever it is is gonna contribute to you next. I'm here for it. I'll see you in the next conversation.